Welcome to the Remote Property Sourcing Podcast. I'm Tom Wade. And I'm Tom Ashtosevsky. And in this podcast, you will learn how to build a six-figure remote property sourcing business from anywhere in the world. Without using credit checks, without prior experience, and without using your own money to buy property. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Remote Property Sourcing Podcast. This episode's an interesting one. It's probably the most exciting one in the series of episodes. It's probably the most important as well. And we're talking about the power of creating a marketing plan. So this is really important when it comes to business in general, but especially property. We always say, right, Thomas, is we're not in the property business, we're in the marketing business, and maybe shed a little light on that. And then we're kind of dig into the exact steps the guys need to take to start generating leads. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if you if you ever join the community, which I hope you guys do, you'll probably see a, a video of us talking about the, the X diagram. And the X diagram, just to give you an, an element, talks about the two key elements that make up uh, value in property, which is properties and money. So people, people is, is really crucial and, and ultimately leads and then that equals deals. I'm not going to go into it fully, but those key elements need to come together. And so it is about driving streams of traffic. P- people, you know, go on about, oh, it's about bricks and mortar. It's about, um, you know, it's about roof tiles. It's not. It is literally about bringing leads yeah. to you and therefore to create a funnel that you can then create deals. And out the best of. businesses have the, the best leads, right, Thomas? Yeah, they, they know how to generate the best leads and then turn them leads into yeah. customers. And a lot of people are obsessed with the latest kind of property strategy. Yes. Instead of focusing on one strategy, getting very good at it, and then just and then generating leads or having yeah. knowledge and then generating leads. So we kind of go through the pillars now of marketing, guys. And this is something we've got years of experience on and, and why people have come to us over the years. Even big people you watch on YouTube and stuff, they've come because they, they understood the power of marketing and a lot of other kind of gurus out there over, since know for the last kind of near enough decade now but here's how it starts so number one you need obviously your area that you're going to be picking you're going to be you're going to be focusing on so we're going to be going deeper into that in the next two episodes so you pick your area so let's just say manchester for example right let's just start with that manchester and liverpool let's just say so then they're the areas we're going to do because when we do remote property sourcing we normally pick two areas to give ourselves enough scale um, to be able to kind of test the market and stuff. So once we've done that, then what we've got to do when it comes to sourcing, being a middleman, we need a motivated seller and we need an investor, mm-hmm. an investor that wants to buy and flip or buy and hold properties. So there are customer avatars, right? Thomas, we talked about this a lot over the years about the avatar and the profile of the person you're after. That's important, isn't it? When you're developing a plan so the messaging can be specific, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, ultimately, we're looking to create a, a hook, create a message that really targets those people who we can serve best. And on the seller side, these these are people who are who generally are at the end of their tether when it comes to um, you know selling a property. They're very keen to sell a property. They've they've uh, gone through a messy divorce. They they're at the end of a chain. They're they're really in need of 
of selling their property. That's what it, what it boils down to, inheritance. It's the M word, isn't it? Motivation. Motivation. Yeah, yeah. They are very motivated. So again, it's it's those, those uh, the copy becomes very important. And this is what's going to differentiate you from uh, a bog standard uh, estate agent when it comes to your marketing message. Uh, it's not just, hey, would you like to market your property? Um, and then on the investor side, you're then looking at it in terms of, hey, it's not, would you like to buy a house? It's an investment opportunity. What are you, what are you looking to get out of the investment? Is it uh, an XROI? Is it um, a hands-free um, turnkey solution? What, what is it that, that they're looking for? Because a lot of your investors, again, they're generally going to be quite time poor. Uh, they're, they're looking for other streams of incoming leads themselves that don't involve their time. That's why they're going to be willing to pay a handsome fee. Or if you are in the position of the investor, again, you're, you're looking to bypass the estate agent and ultimately uh, get a, a better deal for yourself uh, rather than... 100%. Uh, rather 100%. Than, Kind of going through the estate agents and so on and so forth and then beyond that it then comes down to consistency and this is what a great marketing machine is about absolutely you know i think number one especially in in property is your areas right that's your location your targeting um you know you know and you can do that with specific direct mail campaigns you can do that with facebook ads like you probably found us from a facebook ad or a google ad or whatever you need a location you need a target then you've obviously got your avatar. Who am I targeting? Because I don't want to target people that aren't motivated because I won't be able to do any deals. If you're going to do lease options, you're going to be looking for people that likely bought in near the recession where they don't have a lot of equity or an interest-only mortgage list or something like that, where you use common sense. Where are these people? I'm not going to sell meat products to vegans. So I need to really understand that. But once you do that, number three is marketing by the numbers. And this is what me and Thomas love the most. This is what we geek out on every single day. And this is what no one does in this industry apart from the big guys, the home buying companies that make eight figures, 10, 15, 20 million. And we know a lot of them. We personally know a lot of these directors um, that uh, buy properties every single day below market value and also you know, on creative terms. And the way they do that is because they know their numbers. So this is really important when it comes to uh, property and you can check out the proper freedom channel a youtube channel which should be up now we just had it in development and you should see some videos on there talking about marketing by the numbers and it's actually a video version so be able to kind of go go up there or it might be titled something different but you'll see it the importance of creating a marketing plan this is really important isn't it thomas because a lot of people just think i'm going to randomly send letters and maybe explain why that is not a good thing to do it's actually kind of it's the worst thing you can do randomly just leaflet an area or randomly set up a facebook ad and hope it works yeah no absolutely so the, the key with with marketing is test and measure what gets measured gets managed uh and then the other side is having a hypothesis you know going going on a theory of the fact that these type of vendors they're going to be in this area um you know understanding basic uh, macroeconomics like we're not economists but we know the fact that you know up north equity hasn't grown so much down south in London, equity is, is, is not a problem. They have very strong capital growth. Um, you then look at that in terms of yields. You then look at that in terms of where might there be likely to be low, low or negative equity in an area. And again, it's, it's, you keep it very simple. And so based on that hypothesis, you can then begin to test and measure campaigns rather than just blasting an area and hoping for the best. You 
strategically go, right, I'm going to send 500 to 1,000 letters here. I am then going to measure, and this is really, really important, I'm going to measure, and you can either do this a pen and paper or by technology. We, we, we recommend using technology to help you. Um, it's the same process ultimately, but you then measure the response rate and then you're Absolutely. able to test and split test. And that's what- And that's really so crucial. Isn't it, Thomas? We talk about that with the clients all the time. And a lot of people have to learn it, don't they? They have to unlearn what they've learned in school, just in school in general, or by not kind of tracking. It's like people in diet, you know, you've got to track your diet, you've got to track what you eat, you've got to track your macros, you've got to track your calories, because if you don't track it, and you don't track your workouts, you're not going to get optimal performance. And it's the same as anything. You, maths is in the universe, so you've got to be able to look at numbers, because numbers aren't emotional humans are numbers tell you the truth so let's give you an example let's just say you send a thousand letters on average this is this is on average handwritten letters good letters you're going to get about a two percent response rate so you're going to have about it's going to cost you no let's just say 80p no 60p a, a postcard a letter for what 600 pounds you're going to get about 20 calls and we've died we're just giving you a little taste here but we've dialed down the numbers for free um to a specific T. So for example, let's look at this. 20 people call you back. Okay, how many people answer the phone when you call them? Likely 15 people out of them 20 initially because not everyone's gonna get back to you. And how many offers do you need to make on, a, on average to do a deal? If it's good marketing, the right source is probably one out of 15. You can get it to one out of 10, one out of 12 if you follow different creative property strategies to solve that seller's problem to get them to say yes to a deal not just going hey we're buying your hundred thousand pound house for 80 it's not going to work so you need to have different creative strategy that's why knowledge and you listening to this podcast so key however they're the numbers so when you think oh, i've done 100 postcards and it doesn't work that's insane guys you can't set yourself up for success that way so you've got to know what's going to be my response rate and really what is my cost to acquire a deal? The cost of acquisition of a deal. You have to figure that out. If you don't know your, it's called CAT in marketing, your cost of acquisition. Um, if you don't understand what it is to do a deal, it's going to be difficult, isn't it, Thomas? It's going to be hard for them to be able to perform and really move forward. And this is something that I really want you to emphasize, guys, when you're going out there doing your marketing is in London, your average deal might be 15K. So here's what's really important, what I want you to figure out is depending on your strategy, let's just say your strategy is refurbishment and your average profit's 20K. Let's just say that. Let's just say you've got a partner, you partner up or you've got the cash or you, or you get bridging finance or you get some lending to lend on the deal. And let's just say it costs you 3,000 pounds in marketing. As an example, I'm not saying this is gospel truth, let's just say it does. So to get a deal, can make you 20k it costs you 3k so then you've got to figure out your average profit per deal so if your average profit per deal is 20k minus your 3k i mean as long as your refurb numbers and all of them numbers you know that that's the property Stack itself profit, yeah. but that's amazing thomas when you think about that what is that roi that's the thousand percent roi thousands of percent return on investment and i think people forget that don't they because they think my, uh, spending money is marketing cost and branding rather than direct response marketing Big yeah difference, right there, there, there is a really key difference i think a, a lot of people miss this out and it's one of the key um 
key differences here in marketing. A lot of people think McDonald's, signs, billboards, and oh, you're just throwing money at it. Incorrect. Two types of marketing. One is your uh, brand marketing, where McDonald's, all of these big companies do because they have a budget to do it and they're trying to get headspace and direct response. And it is in the name. And this is what we do, direct response marketing. As a small business, uh, you cannot not afford to do direct response marketing. It's such a cornerstone. And it's in the name. You are marketing to get a direct response. And it is it is so, so crucial within especially this business. My God, it's honestly, um, if you're putting up a billboard and hoping to get it, it doesn't work that way. Um, whereas if you're putting out a specific message through a piece of copy media, wherever it is to a, a vendor or an investor with a specific call to action, hey, come to this link, sign up, give us a call, um, fill in this form, fill in this application you now have the ability to, as Tom's talked about, essentially have a, have a, have a, a cost of acquisition, have a, a, a knowing figure. Because let's say, and I think you mentioned this, let's say you, you know that you're, you're sourcing a deal and we go from a different perspective. You're sourcing a deal, you know your average deal fee is four grand. Um, you've now got a cost. How much does it cost you then to acquire that? Right, okay, we start to work backwards. Start to work Uh, has it cost for somebody to opt in or for you to put out your letter campaign? Uh, for example, um, we now go from the front end and you go, right, okay, so I'm going to send out a thousand postcards to an area, 50 peer postcards, 500 quid. I am then going to get, what would be a good response rate on that? What do you reckon? One, two percent maybe? On average, on average, direct mail is anywhere between two percent. Yes. Yeah. So one, two percent on that thousand. So what's that? My numbers serve me right. 20 people call you? Yep. Okay, 20 people. Um, so what's what's that going to be? You're talking, it's a tenner. Uh, I think it'll be about that, wouldn't it? About a tenner per, uh, my number's completely gone. <laughs> about a tenner a call. Oh, maybe a bit yeah. and that's, and that's I know amazing. my numbers have gone out the window. That's, that's amazing because people waste it on coffee, they waste it on food, but they won't pull the trigger in business. So this is so important. If you want to be a sourcer, property is the asset, that's the product. You must generate leads. If you don't generate any leads, you don't have any business. I've been saying yeah. this for an enormous amount of time. If you don't have leads, you don't have any business. And people go, oh, marketing's not that. Marketing's everything. Marketing's the most important aspect of a business. Because if you if they build it, they will come as just a load of rubbish. Because it just doesn't make any sense. It, it's taken out of context. Build something great, market great, and you'll have a good product. That's what it's about. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to step four, it's called your creative. What does that mean? Making sure your ad is simple and it gets them to click. Making sure you've got a page, you can check ours out, proper offer, that's, that's enticing enough for them to fill in the form. Making sure your letter is enticing enough for them to open. Making sure your letter is enticing enough for them to read it and then give you a call or go to your website. So you've got to make sure that the creative is is not boring and it and it's good copy. Thomas mentioned copy earlier. That's just the text on the page. That's essentially like the sales copy to get them to call. And once you've got that, and a lot of people are very good on the phone because being good on the phone, you're not a salesman. It's an, it, it, it's a very soft close. We're just helping mm. someone out listening. So you're just and we're talking about talking to sellers in the future, but you're just listening, asking the right questions and nurturing the call and seeing how you can help them make an offer. But if you don't have any leads, 
you don't have any business. Exactly. Right? So you must focus on having a plan. And one last thing when it comes to your marketing plan and, and uh, we'll wrap this up is I think once you, you should have a marketing pot of available capital, either cash or credit cards or some type of a marketing loan for your business financing, and you should have a role. And we have uh, are accountable to our mentoring clients for this. 30 to 40% of revenue you reinvest and that you do from deals you inject back in the business. So if it costs you a grand to make five, you, t- you take that initial grant, put it back in the pot, and then you take um, 30%, so that's 1,500 of that profit, and then put it into the marketing pot so you can then scale up your business. That's what it is. It's just numbers. It's just numbers. Any last points on that, Thomas, or should we wrap this one up? Uh, final points really are is to track these stages. That's really crucial as well. I was trying to uh, trying to elaborate. I need a spreadsheet in front of me to go for it. I'm not maths, not maths with guys. I'll be honest there. But having have, knowing right, okay, this is how much my leads cost. This is how much uh, you know to get a response. They call me. Knowing how much finally how much you get out of that investment and you can then work backwards and this is the beauty of this is you can then you you then form a bit of a machine you know right if i put a pound in i'm gonna get two pounds out three pounds out yes how many how many yeah yeah how, how many pounds are you going to put into that machine guys it's it becomes becomes like that and this is the big difference this is where um rather than going out and just guessing and just 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 poking areas and hoping for leads to come along you all of a sudden have a consistent business a, a marketing machine whereby you pour fuel in and you know There's one last thing i want to say about this is a lot of people have a lower budget like i did when i started that's fine you can use creative strategies that take time or less money but here's what i want to leave you with you've got to figure out your cost per hour at your job and if you're putting five hours or six hours a day into free strategies and you make say 20 pound an hour it's 120 pound a day it's 120 pound a day so nothing's free guys when people go i just a little ran here when people go you know you go on youtube videos learn for free it's not free you gotta it's not free it's no. an opportunity cost nothing's free if you're you no, no, no. Go, i'm gonna use i'm gonna use my time that's not free guys because if you make 15 pound an hour that's that's like 75 pounds over that period of time you're spending a day so you really i want you to think about that and i think a lot i think that will make people think a little differently about how they view um, money and investment it's a valid point i've met people who have spent years and you say a day but they've spent years of their weekends and stuff trying side hustles and i appreciate i respect the energy i really do but you know, they sit there and they haven't made any additional money and yet they've spent years doing this stuff. And they've probably spent tens of thousands, possibly even hundreds of thousands, right? It's, it's, it's well, it's not even the money. It's, it's the time and opportunity. That's what I mean That's in terms saying. of time. Yeah. Because they could have worked a job, right, and got that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rather than going out investing in 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 themselves and 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 learning, or or investing in mentoring and 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 shortcut the the learning curve and and got there immediately. Um, So with that said, guys, you will see a link. We do have open spots for mentoring as an application process. So we like to, you know, it's not mentoring; it's really a business program where we help you build the business every aspect to the business and then we mentor you. 
So you've got a business built and then we mentor you and hold you accountable and put you in a great group of like-minded people. But it's a very special group. We don't take everyone on. Um, but if you're seeing the link, if it's still valid, that means it's open. So click the link, fill in the application, and me and Thomas will uh, look forward to uh, having a chat with you or one of our members of our team, one of our consultants will look forward to chatting. So I hope you got value out of this. It was fun, Thomas. I love this topic. And yeah, guys, I'll see you in the next episode where we will be talking about market research, how, ident- how you identify an area by the data and by the market growth. And we'll talk then. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.